1: Lord bless everyone. I wish today to talk about the importance of a statement of faith. The Israel of old had a statement of faith. And it was called the Shema Yisrael. Um, it was, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. They, they said that every single day. Moses told them this, this passage of Scripture, and they memorized it, and they were constantly in the Word when it came to that passage. And Peter had a confession that he told Christ, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That was a confession of faith. And we see... In Colossians, possibly a hymn when it says about Jesus that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things were created through him and for him. And He is before all things, and Him all things hold together. You know, it's it's important to have a confession, a creed, a statement of faith, a catechism, a confession of faith, and it's important to know what your church believes before joining a church, before you step into. Joining a church is important for you to know What your church believes You know how many people Steps into a church And don't know what their church believes Don't know if their church is biblically accurate Don't know um, Why they believe what they believe And if they don't know that Your church could be preaching a whole bunch of heresies. Could be actually damning you to hell. Because if you start believing what they teach, it could damn you to hell. You're entrusting your soul to a man and his teachings in a church to a pastor. And you better know what your pastor teaches and what he believes. Because... Week by week, you're going to be hearing his sermons. And it's important also not to say amen to everything. There are so much false teachings in many churches. And we need to be careful before we step into a church to see what they believe. The church very early had statements of faith. And there needed to be statements of faith to, to distinguish the true believers from fake believers in the church. Um, for example, there were church councils that were needed, the Council of Nicaea, and the Council of Ephesians, Chalcedon, um, all these all these councils were needed so they could put statements of faith that were important because they all served a purpose and from them we get the results of the great creeds we hold dear today if if you have a creed there's some churches that like to say oh our creed is the Bible well anybody could grab something from the Bible out of context and teach in your church then If you have no written written statement of faith, someone could come to your church and they could get a position and they could preach any kind of heresy. Statements of faith that confirms that we have beliefs of the early Christians who first believed is very important because it shows that it hasn't been corrupted by human depravity and frailty. I may not be a fan of the Apostles' Creed because it's lacking, but other creeds that came as a result of these councils I hold dear. The Council of Nicaea in 325 was needed because of the heresy of Arianism. Arian. um, a, A man that was teaching that Christ was not divine, but was created and with that, he taught the Holy Spirit wasn't divine as well. It was there that we see antonations, a deacon, defending the truth on the deity of Christ, that Jesus was and is God. Um, and when we see a creed that came as a result of it, uh, the Nicene Creed, is is came as a result of that, that Nicene Creed is believed to be from 381, AD, but, or earlier, it says, we believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before our worlds, God of God. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and Giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son." Who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And we believe in one holy Catholic apostolic church. By meaning holy, Catholic, well, I mean the word Catholic there. It means universal. Um, the common faith among all the Christians. It doesn't mean Roman Catholic. I just want you to know that. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. What's wrong with the Nicene Creed? There's nothing wrong with it. Um, there's nothing wrong with it because this is the faith of the early Christians. They, they were in tone with their faith. They knew what they believed and they wrote this creed down. And this creed is a very important creed. Because through that creed you can know, well, is my faith lining up with the early church? Do I believe what the early church believed? And you need to ask yourself that question. Do you believe what the early church believe? If you don't, then it's time to get to believe that. Because you you might be in a heresy. These, these churches made these councils because they want to distinguish their beliefs from false teachers. And, and and you see, it says according to the scriptures. They make sure that their faith lined up with the scriptures. Let's, let's play a hymn. Let's play... Let's play this. Let's, let's play this one here.
2: Well, I ain't gonna need this house no longer. Ain't gonna need this house no more. Ain't got time to fix
3: the shingle. Ain't got time to fix the floor. Ain't got time to oil the hinges, nor to mend the window pane. Ain't gonna need this house no longer. I'm getting ready to meet the sage. Well, this old house once knew my children, this old house once knew my wife. This old house was home and comfort as we put the storms of life. This old house once rang laughter, this old house heard many shouts. But now trembles in the darkness when the light no about. Ain't hey,
2: gonna need this house no longer, ain't hey, gonna need this house no more. Ain't got
3: time to fix the shingle, ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to all the hinges, knock them in the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer, i am going get ready to meet the same Place. I need howling, mowing, grief But my hunting days are over Ain't I gonna hunt the coon no more Gable just brought in my chariot Oh, when the wind blew down the door Ain't
2: gonna need this house no longer Ain't you gonna need this house no more. Ain't got time to fix
3: the shingle Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Gnore, I'm in the window pane. Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm a- get ready to meet the sun
1: Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Um, as I'm saying today, I'm talking about having a statement of faith. is very important. You need to know what you believe. Um, the first council of Constantinople in 381 was needed to confirm the teachings of the council of Nicaea which was being attacked the council of Ephesus in 431 it was done to confirm the Nicene creed and go against other heresies that had a had risen up that was Nestorius uh, a, a patriarch of Constantinople, which taught that um The two natures of Christ was, um, separate as Christ had two natures, um, the divine and the human, so he was two persons in one body, um, that's what they went uh, against, um, Nestorian, um, belief, um, that just like Christ had two natures, he also was two persons, and that had to be dealt with, um. The Council of Chalcedon 451 was needed to preserve the balance between the, the two natures of Christ with its emphasis upon the unity of the Godhead and the man. Judy was boring.
4: Hello.
5: Then Judy discovered com. It's
4: my little escape.
5: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
5: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Manhood, uh, ...by declaring that Christ Jesus is one person in two natures without confusion. Uh, all these creeds uh, are needed and we learn something important about them. We, we, we learn um, the importance of believing and defending your faith. You have to be able to defend your faith. Um, not not just go to church week by week, day by day, and, and not know what you believe, but you also have... Um, uh, there, You also have to believe And know what your church believes But also be able to defend it How many Christians nowadays can't defend their faith And it's a shame Anyone they want to talk to them about God And they will just agree with them They will say, oh, you're right, brother you're, And they'll call Brother anybody um, And they'll, they'll call them Sister, and they'll call them brother And they believe in the fatherhood of God That, that God is The God of all religions And And we have to hold on and say, that's universalism, and and that's not right. We have a faith that needs to stand out. People need to say, this person stands for something different than when we do. They stand for something. Because if you don't stand for something, you stand for anything. Um, You'll say amen to anything. You start agreeing with anything. You need to know what you believe. Be able to also defend it. Because trust me, there are lots of bad teachers nowadays. Um, bad, false teachers. If you turn on the TV, <clears throat> if you're looking for a Christian station, If you know the Word of God, be ready to be disappointed because you sit down and then you hear a whole bunch of heresies. And you know, about these false teachers, they might be 95% right many times, but it's just that 5% or that one little percent of doctrinal poison that will send you to hell if you believe what they teach. So this is the importance of knowing what you believe and being able to distinguish fact from fiction, knowing the difference between what's really in the Bible and having a statement of faith saying, I stand for this and something you could be proud of. My church believes in this and I believe in it and I'm able to defend that if being asked to. Oh, we need to be able to defend it. We're being barbarded. If you want to sit down and watch uh, Christian television, sit down and watch TBN, you're going to be filled with so much lies. Because TBN is not Christian anymore. And I don't even think there was a point that they were Christians. There might be some Christian teachers who you could actually probably sit down and watch among them. Ed Heinsen. Yeah, that's like the only person I can remember. Um, maybe there's somebody else, Charles Stanley, and even uh, even him. Sometimes he preaches some things that you have to say. Well, this is not right. Yeah, Josh Stanley has said some things that I had to sit down and I had to say, well, that's not right. When he taught that you, it's okay to talk to the dead in one occasion and i had to say well that's not god so we have to we have to be careful to say amen to everything and and to believe everything we have to know the scriptures and how and and, and know what our church believes Don't just join any church. You know, just because the church says Jesus doesn't mean it's Christian. If I go inside a church that says Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I think they're they're just going to talk about the Bible, I'd be wrong. Because they have the teaching of Joseph Smith. (laughs) Or if I go inside a church of Seventh day Adventists and think they're just going to talk about the Bible, and I, I'll be surprised when they start mentioning Helen G. White, because they're not—they don't believe the Bible as the only Word of God. They also have other revelations, which are not according to scriptures. And can I defend that? Can I defend the Bible against them or against anyone? Can I defend my faith? But first, before I could defend it, do I know my faith? Do I know what I believe? And why I believe it? So when asked to give an answer, I think there's a great passage that, that comes into my mind. I think it's in Peter or in Jude. I think it's in, I think it's in both. Uh, let me go with Jude. Jude says this. <clears throat> it said, Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. All um, Jude says it was important for me to tell you to defend the faith, which was once given to the saints. How can you defend it when you don't even know it? And the majority of Christians don't know what they're supposed to believe. Now let's play another song, and it's sad. When, when you look at polls about how many Christians believe the Bible is the Word of God, and you find out a great majority of them are not believing, let's, let's play another hymn.
0: In Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God. In We often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not care Trials and temptations. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. so faithful, who will all our sorrow share, Jesus knows our every weakness, take it to the Lord in prayer. despise, forsake thee. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a soulless thing.
1: After Jude says what he says in verse 3 and verse 4. I I, I love what he says. For certain men have crept in unnoticed. This is one of the reasons why we need to know what we believe. Because of certain people that have crept in unnoticed. Who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our Lord. God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ Um, we need to know there are people with destructive heresies false teachers among the people of God and I think Wednesday I'm going to be talking with a, a dear brother and friend of mine another pastor and we're going to be talking about apostasy in the church And some things that we can do to avoid it in our own lives. It's important to avoid apostasy in your own life. Before you could try to avoid it in other people's lives. First in your life, make sure that your teaching is lined up with scripture. And how is that? By knowing the scriptures. We need to know what we believe. And if you know what you believe, then you're able to defend it. And you're able to, able to help others um, with the Word of God as well. So, I'm just calling you to a reminder. Know what you believe. Don't just say amen to everything.
2: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Don't just say, I'm going to stay in this church because I think the people are grand. I think the people are nice. It's true that it's, it's nice to be in a church where everybody's nice. But if they believe the wrong things... You're doomed. doesn't matter how nice the pastor and the congregation are. But if they're leaning into hell. It's not worth it. So know what church you're going to. What they believe. Before you decide to stay in. I think that should be one of the first questions. You should ask the pastor of the church. What does your church believe? Usually they will tell you, we have a statement of faith and it's in the internet. Or here is a statement of faith. If they have it written down in the paper. But if they don't have no statement of faith, you kind of have to be scared. Because they could just teach you anything. And you don't know what's coming next. Let's play this hymn. Then I looked over Jordan and
3: what did I see Coming for to carry me home There was a band of angels coming after me Coming for to carry me home Swing Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home Well I'm sometimes up and I'm sometimes down Coming for to carry me home But I know my soul is heavenly bound Coming for to carry me home Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home On, coming for to carry me home Well now if you get there Before I do Coming for to carry me home Tell all my friends that I'm a-coming to Coming for to carry me home Swing low, Swing low. sweet cherry Coming for to carry me home Sweet chariot, coming forth to carry me home. Well, now they're coming forth to carry me home.
1: Imagine, I join a church. Imagine just a second, joining a church, saying um, to your wife or kids, "I think this church is so grand." I'm going to stay here with my family. So I just want you to know, you're, you're, you're putting yourself in condemnation with this church if they don't believe that Jesus is God, if they don't believe that the Jesus is the only way of salvation, if they don't believe in the Trinity, you, you're not just condemning yourself. You're condemning your family too. You're, you're putting your family in risk of being poisoned as well. And you're putting others at risk because if others decide to follow you and say, let's, I would love to visit your church one day, then you're putting them at risk. So, and, and, you're, and you're proving of this, and let's just say, you, you decide to stay, <clears throat> and you sit down, and you listen to the teaching, and <laughs> <clears throat> and and you're saying I know I feel something wrong here, but I just can't really really can't um say what's wrong. Let, let me look at the scriptures and then you find out this is not right. Now what's gonna happen? <clears throat> you may say to your wife and kids, let's leave. And what happened if your wife and kids says, Daddy, we want to stay. Mommy, we want to stay in this church. And your wife says, honey, we we need to stay here. We love it here. We we just made friends. There's many activities for us to do in this church. But you're like, honey... Kids, this this church is not teaching the Bible the way it's supposed to. It's not teaching Jesus as God. It's not ch- teaching the Trinity. It's not teaching that Jesus is the only way of salvation. It's not teaching that there's a hell, that there's a heaven. They're just teaching prosperity. They're just and, and they check their creeds of faith and it is it's not God. We're gonna be damned if we continue here. And then there's a division because they want to continue there. And you're looked at as the one who's apostatizing from the truth. And they're praying for you to come to their false doctrines. Why? Because I stepped into a church that I didn't know what exactly they believed. And then what happens? Your friends, your friends will say, "Oh, you're still going to church," and you'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to that church ever again. That church has false teachings. But why do you let your wife and kids go there? You you must be wrong, man." And then they start going to that church. You know, you led without knowing, you led many people to the slaughter, many people to condemnation. Before you, I will, I will tell you before even deciding to visit that church, make sure to call that church and talk to the pastor or the secretary and say, what do your church believes? What are your statements of faith? And see if they're doctrinally sound. Or if you decide to stay through the whole sermon or the whole service, make sure you shake the hand of the pastor and say, do you believe Jesus is God? Do you believe Jesus is the only way of salvation? These are questions that I'm I'm trusting my soul to you, Brother. I need to know Because week by week You're going to be teaching me And I need to know If you're leading me In the right path And check the confession Check what that church Believed Their statement of faith You don't want to join Some cult That just started recently You want to know What they believe is it in line with early church teachings? Is it in line with the Bible? Because if it's not, I'm in for it. <clears throat> Don't just join a church because there's a pretty lady in the church that you want to get yourself into with, or a pretty guy in the church that invited you. And <clears throat> they give you a paper about the church. Go check in the web and try to see their statement of faith before you decide to even visit them. Yes, check their statement of faith. And I'm repeating myself constantly. And this is something I do when I teach. Because this is important. This is very important. You know, I have my beliefs. And I have it in the Coral website. I have my statement of faith. What my church believes. Um, if I was ever to pastor again, or if I'm preaching, teaching in, in the radio, you can check in the, you can check on Harris Kakalidi's beliefs or, or or what he believes, or go to the choir website and and go under um my thoughts, Harris Kakalidi's thoughts, or whatever. I'll have my statement of faith there. I do have a statement of faith. why I believe. And I put like 30 things. And, and you could tell what I believe. And I think it's good. I think maybe in, in every podcast should have a statement of faith. <clears throat> so people could know what to expect of what they truly believe. If if they're in line with the scriptures, then should I continue listening to them? And I think you yourself should... Right, this is why I believe in. A piece of paper, and these faiths, the, these these doctrines are unshakable. These are the, the most important doctrines, and these other doctrines, um, they're they're not that important. These there are some doctrines that you might believe in. They are not important doctrines. They don't save you. They don't condemn you. But there are some that will condemn you and save you. Like who God is. What is the way of salvation? Those are important doctrines there. But doctrines like should I have foot watching? Should I wash somebody's foot in church? Um, that doesn't save or condemn. Uh, I, I believe in, in Washing people's feet and having a service to wash somebody's feet. I believe in doing that. But I don't believe it condemns or saves anyone. Um, There's also other teachings that uh, I might hold on to. But I hold it on to less loosely. I won't try to defend it. And if I don't try to defend it, that means I don't find it important. But when it comes to who God is... That is a very important doctrine. What is the way of salvation? Heaven, hell. Who should I ordain? As a pastor, who should I not ordain? That is also important. Let's play another hymn. Um, Let's play this one.
4: on the promises of Christ my King through eternal ages let his praises ring glory in the highest I will shout and sing standing on the promise
1: All the things I'm telling you is, is things that I've experienced. Uh, I have experienced this. Um, when I was married, um, <clears throat> I decided to visit a church with my late wife and her son. And they decided to stay in that church. Um, they didn't stay long in there, but they decided to stay in that church. At least my late wife didn't stood long in that church. But then I started feeling wrong about that church, and I left and decided not to go no more. And I was telling my wife at that time, my my late wife, I was telling her, you shouldn't continue going there. They're not teaching right. Well, yeah, she was. No, I'm staying here. Eventually, she, she felt something was wrong there, and later on, she left as well. But nevertheless, her son stood in that church. And believing and soaking in all those false teachings. And the house I'll tell you something, it was divided. Because <clears throat> one of the things that church taught was that God wasn't sovereign. That God was not in control of everything. <clears throat> so we had to debate constantly. Every time I brought in about thank God um, that God permits and doesn't allow this and that God is in control thank God that God is in control he will stand up on his feet and he will yell at me and tell me God is not sovereign why do you keep on persisting and believing God is sovereign And, and to me it was completely blasphemy when he used to say that and we used to have debates on on this I used to tell him God is sovereign God is in control of everything. He used to tell me, God is not in control of everything. And then the one occasion, he ended up saying that the devil has more power than God. And I was like, I was shocked. I was shocked. And then he ended up telling me that our free will had more power than God. And that And that made me Man, and then he would poison his mom with those kind of teachings. <clears throat> these these are things that why, what, and then then me and my late wife used to have arguments about that about uh, about God's sovereignty over man's sovereignty over the devil's sovereignty, which you know perfectly well, God overrules anybody's sovereignty. No one in this earth is truly sovereign. Not even the devil is sovereign. But God is. And that was the debate constantly between me and my family. We debated on this for a very long time. Before she passed away, she acknowledged God being sovereign. But, But I'm here to tell you, it was a good... 10 years of debating her about the sovereignty of God, she did not want to believe it because she was poisoned by that church and she was poisoned by her son constantly. I say her son because she had a son before me and her end up getting married. But it was a constant division among us because of the teaching of the sovereignty of God And it was worth it. I'm I'm here to tell you. It was worth it. But I was a loner. That's the the, the issue about joining a false church. When you find out the truth, you can't take a stand for the truth because your whole family goes against you. And if you do take a stand, you don't know how long it's going to take to convince them. And even if they're convinced, would they come? To the truth, and it was an argument. It was a debate with me, constantly, constantly. This is why it's important to know the creeds, the confessions, statements of faith of your church. What the early Christians believe. What do you believe? It does it line up with scriptures? <clears throat> now, this is also one of the un um um doctrines that I won't I won't exchange is the sovereignty of God. I truly believe with all my heart that God is sovereign. And if I was to get remarried again, it has to be with a woman that believes that God is sovereign. That God is sovereign. Because if she believes that the devil or our free will is more sovereign than God, it will be a reminder again and again of a big mistake I did by taking my family to that church let's play another hymn
2: I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore Buried Stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love win
1: about to say goodbye for today and i'll see you in the next program of mr Kakalidis and the bible podcast um love you all and i hope what i said today you may take it very seriously um knowing your beliefs um checking the beliefs of your church that you're gonna visit or your own church that you're that you're um Visiting or you're staying in, being able to defend it if it needs to be, or leaving that church because their their beliefs don't line up to scripture. Um, knowing the truth, being able to defend the truth, and being able to leave if you need to, to a church, leave a church, or you'd be able to defend your faith in front of your family is very important. to these days. these are very important things. Um, to know. Anyway. I'll leave you guys here and... Just know I'm praying for all of you and... Keep me in your prayers. Um, that sooner or later I I might find an apartment or a house. I'm right now currently in my mom's house. I left my one-room apartment to move here. Um... And I'm looking for another place. Hopefully I will find another place. Um, <clears throat> um and um, this Wednesday um we have a testimony day. We have somebody giving their testimony, but we also I'm also gonna have a podcast. Um with a pastor and we're gonna be discussing um about apostasy this Wednesday. And and we're gonna have a dialogue among pastors. I'm um, hopefully you'll be here to listen among me and this pastor having a dialogue about false teachings and the importance of knowing your Bible in these days. Lord bless. I love y'all. So long.